1: Vanessa, thank you. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers Unable to Work Due to Injury or Illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. A reminder about Bryden's Lawyers. Your verdict. Pick one in interult winner each week for the chance to win two and a half grand. Wow. Head to sensurvivor.com.au, Two and a half grand up for grabs. Uh, nominations here for Alan Border. There's actually a couple
2: there on the board that they just they just send A B over for a basically a hit and run mission just to basically get the,
1: get rip into them. Yep. Rip in, so yep. a- here's a no- nomination for Spud Carroll. Roosterman says send Spud <laughs> over. Spud, rip in, toughen him up a bit.
2: Yeah, send Spud over. Okay, we'll see what we can do in it. Uh, Morning, Vice and Brandy. Uh, you might find a person to tell the Australian cricket team what their problems are, but do we have an Australian cricket team that would listen to them anyway? That's a fair question. Probably um if if as we're led to believe it yes it's a team sport but it's an individual if you're leaving the batsmen to their own devices they'd say oh okay and they'll still go out and do their own thing i mean oh,
1: i i, I, hate harp I, I, on I it, don't
2: know but when the number 11 see, batsman comes in like after,
1: I, yeah. I i but that see i learned something yesterday about no australian cricket you know the fact that they don't there's just nothing no, no one no one says anything it's it's like a vacuum in there they're all getting out for you know, less than double figures and no one says anything.
2: Roosterman says that Brendan McCullum has a plan for England. That's true. Mm. They're scoring five over five and over. Well, you know, would it work on that wicket against India? Only time would tell. But, um, yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, you said you want to learn something or you would learned something yesterday. Yes. I don't know whether you know this. This may be your learning point for today. Mm-hmm. Who has a 2% share in Liverpool? Famous sports star who has a 2% share in the Liverpool Football Club as part of the American ownership. Right. The club. And they say, by the way, why I'm bringing it's this a sports into the equation. Person
1: that I, that this very is, we're very talking famous sports, sports
2: person. person has a 2% share of Liverpool and has done for the. I'm not good for at more the guessing, than a decade. So they say they're not selling, but they will hunt some more investors. One of these investors has been on board for over 10 years. He has a 2% share in Liverpool.
1: Right. Let le? Le? No, no.
2: Le? Nope. Lebron? <laughs> oh, Lebron. Lebron James. Oh, right. Did no, well, then, so there no. you go. You've learnt something today. Fun fact: yeah. LeBron James has a two percent, two percent share in Liverpool. It's amazing. Uh, Twenty-five minutes to seven in New South Wales. Twenty-five minutes to six in Queensland. We're broadcasting through eleven seventy a.m. in Sydney, eight oh one a.m. Central Coast, fifteen seventy-five a.m. Illawarra, ninety point three FM, Griffith, thirteen twenty-three a.m. Canberra. Uh, And our Queensland listeners for the first hour, SENQ, 693 a.m. Brisbane, 1620 a.m. Gold Coast, SEN Track Network, and all of you listening on the SEN app. Right now, we're heading off to the north of England. We are going to St Helens, the home of the World Club Rugby League champions. And this man is St Helens through and through. I first met him in 1988. He came out here on a uh, Great Britain tour of Australia, Rugby League. And he was there at the SFS, the day Great Brit- Britain beat Australia, the team with Hanley and Mike Gregory and uh, Henderson Gill and Kind. And in more recent times, he's become the voice of darts. So we've got multiple reasons to go and cross. I was route. watching the darts last night.
1: Were you? Yes. Were you? I don't just know last why, night. but no. it just happened to, as I was dozing off, had the darts on. Had the darts on. And the bloke had a, a blue mohawk with one side of his head was shaved, the other hmm. side... Was blue with a blue mohawk. That's Darts. Mm.
2: Stuart Pike is online now, a proud Merseyside man from St. Helens. Stuart Pike, welcome to the program.
0: Fosse, great to speak to you. I'm just thinking all the way back to 1988, who's age better? And I think it's, it's probably a toss up.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. Um, two very, very handsome men. Stuart, can you tell me, just, just in words, the reaction from St. Helens? How many people watched and, and did it sink in straight away? We have just beaten Penrith in their backyard. We are world club champions.
0: Well, the whole town, the whole town and more. I mean, it's, it's only a small town, as you know, population about 150, 160,000. And everyone would have been watching your your commentary and your coverage on Fox Sports at the weekend. Um, and I think there's a lot more people over here confident that Saints could do it than there probably was in Sydney uh, and around the around the NRL. You know, for a, for a town like ours, we we are the town of world champions now. I mean, we'll go on to talk about about the darts, no doubt. Or oh, by the way, Brandy, the, the the player you were talking about is yes. Peter Snakebite Wright. He has a Mohican. Uh, And he's one of the big names who'll be coming to Australia to play darts in August. But um, I'll talk to you about that in a bit. But over here, you know, Michael Smith, huge St. Helens fan, world darts champion, picked up a million dollars for winning the world championship uh, just at the beginning of January. Uh, But for St. Helens to go and do what they did, from a lot of people's perspective, joking apart, arguably the greatest win um, by uh, any club uh, from this part of the world in the summer era, in the Super League era, when you put into perspective, who who they were playing, and I think um, with the Panthers, twenty-four points favourites. Um, yes, they're well, I, I, I just yeah. think, just to put it into perspective, this is a small town. It's a, a working class town, uh, as you know very well, Votto. You've been here several times. And you'd be interested to know as well uh, that on Saturday night, I went into town. I had a few beers and I went to Mr. Chan's for a Chinese. (laughs) And I can't can't tell you, Charlie, the owner, Mm. who who sadly wasn't there when you went uh, a few months ago in the World Cup... He just was so grateful, he could not believe that you'd mentioned his restaurant on the call <laughs> at the weekend. So I thought I'd, I'd go there and I'd celebrate oh. uh, with a Chinese beer and a Chinese banquet, and that's exactly well played. what we did. Well played.
1: Uh, Stuart, I, was, I, I wasn't as confident as the, the bookies over here, and, and I know it was, a, it was a big start. It was around the 24-point mark, but uh, I had a lot of people. Once the game was locked in for, for the date, 18th of February, I had a lot of people ask me, you know, what, what sort of challenge will this St. Helens side be? Because not everyone over here gets up to watch the, the English Super League. So it was a little bit of an unknown with a, a lot of fans, particularly in Penrith. And I said, like, it will be a challenge. Like, they, this is a good team. This is a team that's won four premierships in a row, not by accident. I said, they've got half a dozen world-class players, like Wellsby and Lomax and um, Alex Wormsley, um, Tommy Makinson, Matty Lee. Like, they've, they've got some very good players. So... Maybe the, the – the, I think Australian fans probably underestimated what Penrith were in for. Um, the weather gods did did smile on St Helens. I got out to Penrith 2 o'clock in the afternoon and it was 40 degrees and I thought, wow, this, this, this will be tough. It doesn't matter how long – I know they've been over here for a couple of weeks, but 40 degrees is probably going to be too much for the England side. And on cue, a big storm swept in. The temperature dropped by 15 degrees. Nice 25. It's a long question, Brent. Yes, it is. I'm sort of I'm, I'm having a conversation with Stuart and I, I don't really know what I'm going to ask him, so I'm just sort of telling him about you know what, what was you happening been, how out you there. Been, I'm just, I'm, because well, Stuart wasn't it's there, like, he was a chat
0: a, a chat and a beer, isn't it? Yes, I mean, it is. Put it into perspective. Um, I think one of the, 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 the great things that came out of it um, was what Ivan Cleary said afterwards the ultimate compliment that St Helens could challenge uh, in the top echelons of the NRL. And that just about sums it up. I mean, they are that good. We are that good. You know, it's a champion team. You know, um, the the, the four grand finals that St Helens have won, they've beaten four different clubs in those finals. Um, You know, some easier than others. Um, But I I remember just going back to... the. talking about Ivan Cleary, just going back to last August. I mean, you may remember it, Fossey, when I was over there for the, for the darts and um, the, the, the New South Wales Darts Masters, which is, is happening in Wollongong yet again in August. Um, but the night before the darts, Matty Russell, um, who, of course, will be presenting the darts on Fox in August, again from Wollongong, he'll be fronting it all. Um, but he took me um, to the Olympic Stadium to watch Souths against Penrith. Um, you were calling the game, and uh, before the game, you, you know that the, the, the coaches and the captains come in uh, for an interview, and Matty, you know, does two or three questions. And I've met Ivan Cleary before, um, and top guys, everyone knows, really good guy, very humble. Um, and after he'd, he'd spoken to Matty Russell, um, I talked about him not bringing his team over last year to play in the, in the world club challenge. And of course it all just got a bit too much, didn't it? It, it, it sort of COVID hangover was still there. And he said to me, he said, Stuart, he said, if we win and you win, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, wherever it will be played, this match will happen. You know, and, and he, he said, it's very important for mm. the future of the game that the world club challenge happens and is taken very, very seriously. And when he paid that compliment that, 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 that St Helens could compete in, you know, the top three or four, five or six in, in, in the NRL, you know, for, for our club, uh, that's a massive confidence boost. Yeah. Don't forget as well, you know, that, that, that the salary cap in the NRL, you know, with the increases that are going to happen in the next year or two, is five times more than the salary cup in the UK. Strong point. Yeah.
2: Strong point. Hey, Stuart, um, thank you for that. We have to run. I think we'll need, we'll need to talk darts at a later date, but thank you for putting Brandy straight on Peter Snakebite uh, right and uh, yep. c- just revel in it. Thank you for coming on the show, show Stuart, and hopefully, hopefully we can catch up at Mr Chan sometime soon. Anytime. Good on you, Stuart. Good man. This is Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on the Home of Sport SEN.